and welcome to your outlet for outdoors and western lifestyle news, The Ben Show. I am your host, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Back. Get a hold of us anytime. Call or text 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363. Send us those comments, stories, ideas. You can even drop us an email at bendradioshow at gmail.com. Joining alongside me, as always, is my producer, sound engineer, and co-host, Jeff Tigger Earhart. He's waving. All right, we have lots going on in this episode, so I am going to jump right into the news. Our top headline, Nebraska bighorn sheep. Exciting times in Nebraska this hunting season. Kirsten Black, at only 15 years old, became the first female Nebraska resident in modern history to harvest a bighorn sheep in the state. While hunting with her dad, Kirsten took down a giant old ram with a busted up jaw and broomed horns. Quite the accomplishment for this high school sophomore who drew a lottery permit costing only $29 to have this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Kirsten has been hunting for the last five years with her father, having tagged several beautiful white-tailed muley bucks over the years. This memory will go down in the books as Kirsten Black was the only name drawn from a total of nearly 3,600 applicants as Nebraska only draws one tag for bighorn sheep and the other tag is auctioned off yearly. This year's tag, by the way, that was auctioned off, it sold for $370,000. Oh my gosh, Beck. I was even going to ask because where we're at, I believe it's three. Is that right? I think it's three. Obviously, Beck and I didn't get drawn. We would have told you all about it. I would have been losing my mind. And uh, we have had this conversation before, back and forth, you and I have, of if we would get drawn... Would we keep it or would we sell it? Because I know it would go for a lot of money, but 300 and what was it? 50? 370,000 dollars. $370,000. Okay. Y'all, you're just going to have to do that yourselves. I mean, kind of play with that one back and forth. Would you keep it? Would you sell it? I don't know. Tigger, you're going to get a kick out of where she uh, took this where did ram she? Is it at. Air- where? I bet you I know it. Kirsten tagged her trophy ram in the panhandle of Nebraska, right around Don't even the, say Shadron. You got it. Yes, yeah, the steep terrain of Shadron. You're kidding. Yes. Uh, one of my best friends, Doug, is out in Shadron. I got to call him now. He didn't even say anything about that. I'm sure he knows. How right awesome, over by, huh? It must have been by Fort Robinson in that area. How awesome. Okay, that's, that's all that's I can really say. Cool. Are you going to have pictures of this on? I do. Head oh to thebenshow.com. I have some terrific photos of Kirsten Black and her amazing ram. Okay, I got a question for you. If you had to pick between mm. elk, moose, and bighorn, what okay. would you pick? I would go after a bighorn. You would. Okay. In a heartbeat. Yeah, I would. Yes. I, I'm sure I wouldn't spend the money. I'd keep it. Well, I don't know. I'll think about that. We'll see if I get drunk. What else we got? This next news story is the kind that one hates to report on, but I got to share it with you regardless. A 75-year-old hunter from Michigan lost his life when the blind he was deer hunting from started on fire, believed to have been caused by a portable propane heater. When the victim was found by his grandson, who was also hunting nearby, the man was already deceased and had suffered severe burns. It is unclear if the blind was a pop-up, hard-sided, or homemade structure. 
Again, it's a hard story to report, but also one that we should all take notice as temperatures are cooling. Whether you're hunting from a blind or ice fishing from an ice house, this time of year does entail us using heat sources such as a portable propane type. You know, we say freak accidents, but yes. they're not freak accidents anymore. They're not. Yeah, I hate that you got to bring that up, but I'm glad you do just to create awareness that you don't think it could happen to you, but it does. It does. That's it does. The uh, Minnesota Department of Natural Resources, they're wanting to remind all outdoorsmen and women the following. Keep a battery-powered carbon monoxide detector inside any closed spaces where fuel is burning, even if there is a ventilation system. Keep exhaust from gas-powered generators and vehicles away from open windows of cabins, RVs, and other dwellings. Crack a window in hunting blinds, ice fishing houses, and other enclosed spaces to promote air circulation. And lastly, know the symptoms of carbon monoxide poisoning, such as dizziness, headaches, confusion, fatigue, and trouble breathing. Will you have that on your website too? I will. Some of those uh, 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 symptoms of carbon monoxide poisoning. Absolutely, absolutely. And this is just another one of those stories, if nothing else, a PSA to remember to check in with one another. Make sure you let others know where you are hunting and fishing at in case an accident would occur. My last and final story, Wisconsin bow hunter kills cougar in self-defense. Last month, the first cougar in Wisconsin to be killed in 115 years was done so by a bow hunter. In Buffalo County, Wisconsin, Ben Crosh had just climbed into his tree stand and spotted an adult cougar stalking him. The line continued to creep closer to his stand, and when within 15 yards, Crash realized he was in a dangerous situation. Cougars are protected in the state of Wisconsin. However, due to the circumstances, after waving hands and yelling at the cougar in which the lion stood staring right back with its tail swishing back and forth unfazed, creeping closer, Crash drew back, releasing an arrow after feeling that was the only option left, hitting the cougar in the shoulder. The cat ran off and immediately Crash self-reported the incident to the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources. Authorities came to the scene and with Crash, they were able to track the blood trail to find the lion 120 yards away. It was a two-year-old male weighing 128 pounds and they believe was to have come from the Dakotas. An investigation was done by the Wisconsin DNR and was deemed that this was indeed a self-defense scenario and there will be no charges as Crash did the right thing in informing authorities immediately. The investigation showed that the mountain lion came within 13 yards of Crash where he was strapped into his tree stand. He did the right thing. Yes. Reporting that. I told you about that story when we had uh, when I had that mountain lion that was behind my place that I rented that was by my folks for a Mm -hmm, number of years. mm -hmm. And it was speculation that there was a mountain lion, a cougar that was running around there. And you know how everybody talks, right? Especially when you're out in the country and, oh my gosh, this thing. And remember when I told you I was just, I was going for a walkabout and uh, I was around the back of the house. I don't know what I was doing. And I saw these paw prints and I said, are you kidding me? So sure enough, right behind the house, there was mountain lion. I never saw him but saw the prints. Well, this is just another example of why we say you have to stay aware of your surroundings when you're out in the outdoors. That's a big kitty. (laughs) That's all for the news for now. When we come back after this short break, we're going to be talking about taxidermy and gift giving. Stay where you are. The Ben Show will be back right after this.
This is Beck. First, I appreciate all of you for listening and making The Bend part of your week. Many of you have asked, how do I catch past episodes? The answer is super easy. Head to thebendshow.com and click on the shows tab. There you can listen to every episode all the way back to episode one. Podcasters, head to your favorite podcasting app and search The Bend. You'll find us. Be sure to follow and subscribe and never miss another episode again. You've waited, dreamt of a hunting adventure, and now have harvested that trophy of a lifetime. Keep the memory alive with a custom-designed mount preserved as a work of art. Check out our approved taxidermist. Depending on your location, the award-winning Schneider Taxidermy is located in Helena, Montana. When hunting the Dakotas, JB's Wildlife Designs in Mandan, North Dakota, then Shadron Creek Taxidermy in Nebraska, and for the Central USA, Little Rack Taxidermy in Macomb, Illinois. Reach out to The Ben Show and let us help you find the right taxidermist. The holidays are around the corner and finding that thoughtful gift is always the goal. We have the perfect idea for you. Meet author Rochelle Barrett, The Prairie Crocus. I welcome you to my world, a collection of poems, love notes, and essays about ranch life, motherhood, and life lessons from the prairie in my new book, Anthology, and 2024 Ranch Life Calendar. Order both today at prairie-crocus.com. Beautiful photos with words that speak to the heart and soul. prairie crocus.com turning thoughts into writings from the heart a perfect gift in time for the holidays welcome back to your outlet for outdoors and western lifestyle the ben show i am your host rebecca warner aka beck and ride shotgun alongside me as always is my co-host jeff Tigger Earhart. Now, few of you listeners reached out to us as yes, Christmas is fast approaching, and the idea of taxidermy came up as a possible gift idea. In particular, these listeners were referring to an episode about eight or nine shows back. We had a taxidermist on the show, Rick Aker, who talked about pheasant or wild upland game bird taxidermy and what kind of birds are the better birds to actually have mounted and we thought we would revisit that topic right now because you know what taxidermy is not a bad idea as a Christmas gift. And the big question was what birds win? Birds that were shot at the beginning of the season that people listened to the episode and they found the best way to uh, preserve excuse me said bird or birds that maybe are harvested now? That was the big question. Yes, the big question. So we're talking a lot of, for example, pheasants, uh, especially in the upper Dakotas. They're harvested when their season opens in the second week of October. And we found out that those early birds are not exactly the ones that you want to be having mounted as your trophies. The birds you're taking now here and in November and now in December are the birds. Revisiting a conversation with award-winning taxidermist Rick Aker, Rough Rider Game Birds, and why do we not want to mount those early season upland birds such as pheasant roosters, because of pin feathers. During the mounting process, uh, if a bird has pin feathers, they will fall out. So you're going to have a bird that's not quite as full, uh, fully feathered as you would like. So you're much better off waiting till 
you know, I'd say November and then December, that is when they're primed. So that's a big mistake that people make. They get that first bird of the of the season. They think, uh, okay, it looks pretty nice. Uh, I want to get it mounted. But the way it looks and then after you skin it out and you see all the pin feathers, those feathers just fall right out and then you got a bird with well, not a very desired result and you wouldn't be happy with it. So my suggestion is wait till later in the year. We wait till later in the year. We get ourselves a nice bird. Do we throw it in the freezer? Is that what we're supposed to do? Okay, so it's pretty easy. What you do is you want to wrap a couple of areas with wet paper towel. You want to do the feet and then the area around the beak, or if it's a duck or a goose, around the bill, because those are the two areas that dry out. So during the mounting process, it'll make it a lot easier for your taxidermist to, to put that bird together and, once again, get a better result. One other thing I forgot to mention, you'd want to double wrap it in you know some sort of a plastic bag. So um, what I like to do on ducks would be a two-gallon freezer bag and double wrap it. You know, get all the air out of it, and then, you know, that bird will literally stay for ten years in a uh, in a freezer if you if you do it correctly. Give us just kind of a general do's and don'ts as we're going out. We're thinking we might have a really good one f- to bring to you. Okay, first and foremost, a big mistake that people make: they get a wounded bird and they wring the neck, right? And uh, you don't want to do that. That stretches the neck. Uh, again, it's going to be something that your taxidermist is going to have to try to repair. And you might end up with a bird that's got like a, a long-looking neck. So that's number one of the do's and don'ts that you don't want to do. Number two, don't worry about blood. During the mounting process, uh, your bird's going to get washed anyway several times. So you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, washing them. Next thing, uh, if it's warm out, try to get that thing into a, some sort of a cooler just to keep it from uh, starting to have any slippage with the you know temps getting too warm. You know, you get this all the time. It's an old school thing. People, instead of putting them in plastic bags, they'll put them in pantyhose. You don't want to do that. That dries out. It literally takes the moisture out of the bird. And that is like the biggest enemy that a taxidermist has is skin drying out. So big, big don't right there. That was one more time Rick Aker with Rough Rider Game Birds. And so, Beck, I got a question for you. Your thoughts on taxidermy as a gift. I thought it was kind of a creative idea, especially when people are trying to find that sportsman, outdoorsman, or anybody, you know, on their Christmas list trying to find the perfect gift. Taxidermy as a gift. Yay or nay? Okay, this one is double-sided, okay? Yes, it is a great gift. However, this is a gift that I am going to suggest you doing a gift certificate for and aiming at getting a gift certificate to a taxidermist that you know that this loved one enjoys working with. Here are my reasons behind this. You worked really hard, or that person that took down that trophy worked really hard and is very proud of that animal they harvested. So when you think about taxidermy, there's a lot of thought that goes into how to display and keep that memory, that trophy alive in sense as a work of art. And there's a lot of personality, I guess, that that I've found. And I know nothing about taxidermy other than I, I, I like you know, the trophies on the wall, but I have found that there's a lot of personality that will go into said 
display, if you will, of the person that harvested said game. It, would you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. Some folks, for example, if it is an upland game bird, like a pheasant, they may want it mounted so that it is spread out with the wings expanded, or they may be tight on room, and so they'd rather have the pheasant perched, for example, on a stick or a piece of driftwood. Same with if you're thinking about a big game mount like a deer or something like that. There's a lot of thought that goes into it because not everybody has the room and the space right, in their home point. to hold such a mount. And then and you got to think about the the roof, uh, side, the ceiling, not the roof, the ceiling of where you're going to possibly display like a deer, for example. Yes. Is there room to display? Is there room for a wall mount or does this individual, would they much more prefer a pedestal mount because they don't have a high ceiling to mount it? We have both. Yes, we do. We have both. And those are both Becks, by the way. They are absolutely beautiful. (laughs) The whitetail and the muley, they're both yours. Should have won awards with them, but uh, (laughs) hey, I did win a rifle with one of them. That's right. In a big buck contest. Okay. So I have another question for you. We do not have any pheasants mounted on the wall, and I'm a big pheasant hunter. How many pheasants did you get this year, Beck? I won't even ask. I oh, won't even zing that one. You know, is you that had to go there. I did. Is that something that you would like as a gift? I, I know I'm not going to go and do that for you. You said the gift certificate. Would that be something you personally, I'm just asking, I'm putting you on the spot. I'm trying to get gift ideas. Would you actually like that, that this bird that you harvested You have it preserved. Okay. For me, I am very, very sentimental. So if I was to mount a pheasant, I would want to be one that a for sure had a tail feather that was unbelievably long, right? right? right, right. Exceptionally unique, but that paired with who was along with on that hunt when I harvested that bird. As you've noticed, like one of my whitetails that I have mounted, I have a picture of my brother and I because he guided with me and helped me find that one. So there you have it. There's a little bit more to it than just harvesting that trophy. It's keeping that memory alive that you're going to look at each and every day. Okay, so uh, we're kind of going down another road here with this, but I need to ask your opinions. I have been wanting a shoulder mount of a longhorn my whole life. I think they are incredibly classy. I think um, it's incredibly classy at a lot of these uh, big uh, cattle outfits and cattle ranches when they have a shoulder mount of particular bulls that have been in their herd for a number of years. They have maybe been breed changers. I think that is really cool and it's really classy. Other people say, no, why do you want your the bull, the memory of that bull? Well, maybe he did great things for the ranch. So your thoughts on, and I'm putting you on the spot because we are on the air in front of hundreds of thousands of people, a shoulder mount of a longhorn, cool? <clears throat> yes, please. <laughs> of course I would say that's cool. I've got two longhorns on the wall already okay, that are so, the European mounts. So we would go, if we would go as far to make a shoulder mount out of a longhorn or maybe a Watusi, you would be all in. I would be all in. The last little tidbit, though, I do want to bring up about gifting when it comes to taxidermy. This is a great idea if you're going to do the gift certificate to maybe get a couple of people on board to go in on it with you because taxidermy work is expensive. Yes, I'm not going to lie. It's very expensive. And so that's why I say this is a great gift to give as a group. Everyone gets together and gets dad this gift certificate to have his trophy long sought after elk put on the wall. And the nice thing about maybe going together as a group is you 
you get in line and you get your ticket, right? Because those those individuals that do this taxidermy work, they are they're not only artists, but they are professionals. And we have a lot of very, very close friends of ours that are taxidermists. You know, Heather Crowey, that's on the on the show periodically, you know, she does some great taxidermy work. A little rack taxidermy, put a plug for. Um, but it, it kind of gets you that spot, right? Gets you in line. That is another important factor to keep in mind. Typically, taxidermy, you take it in, expect a minimum of a year out, especially if they are someone that's very well known, the better the, you know what I'm saying? You know how it is. The, right. the more sought area, yeah. after yeah, they yeah, yeah. are, the longer the wait. But at times I've had to wait close to almost two years to get a mount back. You know, here's what I'd like to do with those people that uh, maybe you're not doing it for a gift or maybe it's just for yourself, you know, to preserve that memory. When you get those those uh, trophies back, would you please take some pictures, send them to us? We will push them out over social media and give us a little bit of the backstory, you know, share with us. In fact, we'd love to get you on the show because almost every person, as you said, there is a memory. There's a reason why that one is going to be mounted on the wall or on a pedestal or something like that. And those stories, they're fun to share for everybody. So uh, reach out to us. Beck, what's the email? I can never remember it or the phone number. Give it to us. Email us at bendradioshow at gmail.com. Please do so. And yes, share that story so we can spotlight it right here on The Ben Show. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got some other gift ideas for you. Stay where you are. The hunt is planned. The guide is booked. The trip is blocked off in the calendar. But one huge detail remains, preserving that trophy, creating a memory that will last a lifetime. Little Rack Taxidermy has that fast, friendly service to fulfill your taxidermy in a timely, professional manner. Reach out to Heather with Little Rack Taxidermy through Facebook at Little Rack Taxidermy or send an email to heatherjoe23 at hotmail.com. Little Rack Taxidermy, bringing back the natural look. Shooting ducks, skinning bucks, I'm a hunting princess in a pickup truck. Are the Florida Keys calling your name? Have you dreamed of catching exotic mahi-mahi, red snapper, sailfish, grouper? Blue Water Girl Charters can fulfill your dreams of saltwater fishing excitement. Book today, full or half-day charters. Let Blue Water Girl Charters make your dreams a reality. Blue Water Girl Charters, follow on Facebook for booking and more information. Blue Water Girl Charters, catch dinner and memories. In the field, on the farm, or in the saddle, we're right there with you in your pocket, on your phone, and everywhere you go. RFD TV Now, current ag reports, geo-targeted weather, live streaming 24-7, and our full collection of shows you love at the tip of your finger. At less than $10 a month, it's the cheapest tool on the farm. Download the app today and start watching RFD TV Now. Welcome back to your outlet for outdoors and Western lifestyle, The Ben Show. I am your host, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck, and riding shotgun is Jeff Tigger Earhart. Now, here are some quick, easy gift ideas for Christmas that you still have time to buy. My first and foremost favorite one, if you don't have one of these, I don't care if you're a gal or a guy, you will appreciate having it, especially if you own an ATV, a UTV, a lawnmower, anything that you got to fill gas with, sure can. 
SureCanUSA.com. Oh, my gosh. They've taken the ergonomics out of the fight of filling up those vehicles. Those with, you know, those utility gas cans are just not user friendly. Let's be honest. We have one for gas. Mm -hmm. We have one for diesel and they're Mm -hmm. colored appropriately. And then we have one that we take with us camping that we use just for water to wash hands and stuff like that exactly surecanusa.com and they are not a sponsor just so you know we have tried and tested these yep. out ourselves Take and, go back to. Approved. and that is all folks for this week the show is a wrap just like my presence should be oh my you know i found it kind of funny that already under our christmas tree there are presents to tigger from santa what hmm Hmm. I didn't see those. Really? I seen a few other that were too really? big, but not from Santa. Here you yeah. Finish. I'm going to shake. Uh huh. Uh-huh. All right. Well, thank you over there to my producer, Soundage, your co-host and gift rapper, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Also, thank you again to Rick Aker from Rough Rider Game Birds on his insight of how to go about taxidermy work on those Upland Game Birds. And remember, folks, to keep sending in your questions or if you have something spot worthy for us to share, especially those photos of the trophies you've taken this last year. If you've got a recipe we need to test out in our very own cabin kitchen or your area's field reports, the number again, you can text or call anytime. 305-900-2363. Again, 305-900-2363. Or you can always email bendradioshow at gmail.com. We love hearing from all of you. If you missed part of this episode or you want to hear past shows, you can find them all on the website, the bendshow.com and be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app as well as to the Ben Show YouTube channel. Looking to change things up at your next event, conference, or awards banquet? Have us, Tigger and Beck, entertain your crowd. We look forward to seeing you out on the road and we are booking our 2024 dates as we speak. From MCs to event headliners, public speakers, or even if you want us to change up your rodeo, we are PRCA rodeo announcers and music directors. Let us help you out and make your event more memorable. Thank you to our partners, Ditelli Outdoors, The Prairie Crocus, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Blue Water Girl Charters, Buckstorm, Little Rack Taxidermy, Mickey's Mustard, ToxicCalls.com, Wobble Creek Outfitters, Atlas Tracks, RFD TV, and Wrangler. Finally, a big thanks to all of you listeners out there that came along once again. And whether you're coming or going today, stay with us as we ranch it up. And remember to keep up with me back all week long by following The Bend on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bend Show. This is Rebecca Warner. Catch Beck if you can next week. You never know what will be coming around the corner on The Bend. <laughs> <laughs>